there, welcome back to the Good News Scoop with me, Rebecca Dobbin-Donnelly. I hope you've had a great week, because I've had a great week. Um, see this whole, the world going back to normal razzmatazz that's happening at the minute? It is actually my favourite thing in the world. Um, as I was talking about on last week's show, I was back watching live theatre again and I had such an amazing time that we booked tickets for another show that's on tomorrow night actually. Um... Oh, it just, I don't know what it is about being back. It, maybe it's just because I'm a complete musical theatre nerd, but it's just, I love being back in venues and it just feeling like normal again. It's something so exciting about being normal. It's amazing. But then there's that, and then I'm rehearsing for a show that I'm in myself at the minute. And as well as that, my club Camogie team, we won our championship quarter final yesterday. So I am really just in one of those moods at the minute that you just couldn't second me, even if you tried, which is always the best way to be. But anyway, enough of what I've been up to over the past week or so. I've been talking to a man who's been doing something much more exciting over the past while than I have been. Will Renwick just spent over three weeks running solo across Wales and if that doesn't sound extraordinary enough for you, he also covered every single Welsh mountain while he was doing it, all while raising much needed funds for mental health charity Mind Over Mountains. Hi Will, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Hi, that's all right. Absolute pleasure to come on. Yeah, thanks for having me. No problem at all. So um, usually when I start um, starting interviewing the show, um, I feel like I'm always apologising because I'm interrupting somebody. They're in the middle of doing something a bit mad or they're caught in the middle of a real busy period. But hopefully I'm doing the opposite with yourself and that you've been spending the last week or so just with your feet up in front of the fire or watching the TV or something. Um, well, because well, as, just... I, as I just said before we came online, I've, I've just been out picking up things for face, from Facebook Marketplace to so that kind of... Um give you an idea of how busy I've been yeah just keeping something a wee bit more relaxing than what you're um previously at so you're just after completing a bit of a mammoth task so maybe easiest question first what was that task so I spent just over three weeks running across Wales from South Wales to North Wales taking in every single mountain across the country along the way so there are a hundred and I think there's something like 188 but I've also heard someone say that there's 190. So I kind of hedged my bets and decided to climb 189. Um, so it's everything over 609 meters or 2000 feet, which is um, it's called the kind of Nuttall classification. So I spent 23 days, yeah, running all of them. And it was, as you kind of expect, pretty brutal. Yeah, I can't, I can't imagine that being um, much fun at all now, to be honest. I'm just trying to process just the miles in my head. So if it was, I think it was, what, roughly how many miles? About 500 miles, isn't it, from one end of Wales to the other? And if you're doing that in 23 days, it's just, what, slightly about 20, 26 miles a day. Like, that seems to be rough enough if you're doing that on flat land but when you're going up and down mountains it, it is it's completely different level so what sort of training or what were you doing to prepare yourself for that yeah so it ended up as like yeah I think it was going to be something like 26 miles a day and then because I had um I picked up an injury basically on the second day got really bad blisters but also something happened to the ligament in my ankle so I, I could barely put pressure on it so I had to take a day off and that pushed up the, the daily mileage 
for the rest of the trip as well, which meant I was having to run essentially from sunrise to, to beyond sunset in order to just get those 26, 27 miles in. And it just got harder and harder to get the, to, to, to actually hit that daily mileage because the density of mountains just got greater and greater. And by the end, it was, it just seemed almost impossible to actually cover as much ground as I wanted to, no matter how hard I tried or how fast I ran essentially. But in terms of training, <laughs> I kind of learned a little bit on the job with that. So I, beforehand, I, I'm actually a long distance hiker primarily. I do loads and loads of long distance walking and I fell into long distance running a little bit or kind of ultra running just because I realized I, I took on a race or two and realized that actually the long distance hiking had set me up quite nicely endurance wise for, for running. So I, I, I'd done bits and bobs here and there, but mostly my preparation was hiking. And um, I guess that's probably why when I actually started the challenge, I picked up some pretty bad injuries right at the start. And eventually my body just got used to the shock of it all and, and adapted, which really, I, my, I was blown away by how my body coped with it and, and actually adapted to the shock of it all. And by, by the end of it, I kind of felt like I could just run and run and run nonstop. That, that's mad. It's, it is insane how your body can adapt so quickly. And just as you were saying there with the injury on the second day, you were cut down days again. And I can imagine, I think, I mean, it's it's fairly obvious when you start any sort of challenge um, in around these parts that um, 25 days straight of good weather was, was never going to happen. I don't think the Welsh weather was going to provide that for you. So was that also going to affect how many miles you were covering a day that it, it wasn't all plain sailing there was going to be god knows what sort of weather this time of year could be anything from sunshine to hail. yeah in hindsight I definitely should not have done the challenge mid-September through to the start of October <laughs> um, just because <laughs> yeah the, the weather gets bad enough in Wales at the height of summer let alone when winter is, start, is starting to kind of starting to rear its head a little bit and it, the, while I was on the challenge it it just seemed like overnight the season flipped completely and the latter half of it was really really tough I was especially the last week I felt like I was facing up to some terrible storms every day while also taking on the hardest mountains in Snowdonia the temperature was really low. I think I was facing something like a minus three, minus four wind chill. And because I I had to stay really light for this trip because I was carrying all my my tent and my um, my cooking stuff and sleeping bag and everything all on my back. So I'd taken a really, really min minimalist approach, cutting labels off, basically only wearing, carrying one pair of underpants and pair of socks by the end of it as well. So my kit was really basic and with the sh shift in the weather by the end, it was really hard coping with the elements. Probably in hindsight, yeah, I should have, I, I should have packed more. I should have packed warmer clothes, but then maybe I wouldn't have got as far as I did because I would have had to carry so much that the, the weight might have stopped me. So it's such a difficult balance striking that, that weight slash warmth ratio. And you have to kind of, um, toe the line a little bit and yeah by the end it really really tested me yeah so it very much was just you you and um the elements out there it was 
you didn't have it as I suppose it's, it seems to be fairly normal when people take on things like this there's a support van or or something else following behind you to keep keep all those in case anything does go wrong but you really were just out on your own weren't you I think yeah so I, I kept it as simple as possible and that that's the way I like to do things um I, I, I like to keep it so simple that I could almost not set a date on when I want to go off and do it and make barely lit kind of in terms of plans like keep it very very basic just so I can just grab my bag and head out the door when I need to and don't need to rely on other people don't need to stick to a schedule don't need to worry about getting to a certain place each day by carrying everything on my back it just gave me complete independence and freedom to to take it on at the pace that I needed to I suppose just keep it simple. Uh, I, that's the way I've done all my hiking. And that's the same, same way that I took on this challenge as well. But obviously, yeah, that just without a support van, you know, people normally take on these kind of things with a physio following them in, in a van and they'll have hotels lined up the whole way. So I did it in a very raw way. And that certainly added a, a, an extra level of challenge to it. But like I said, it just kept, kept things nice and free meant I didn't have to worry about hitting certain targets yeah and, and just um as you were saying there you you weren't around on hotels or anything you were out camping most of the time and I've been camping myself so that the eating situation isn't great at the best of times um and as someone who's involved in a lot of sport there's an I I'm sick of hearing of what you need to eat and what when you need to eat things. It just seems to be there's an information overload at the minute. Um, I'd say it's safe to say that what you were eating when you were out there wasn't as extensive as a lot of um, nutritionists would probably be hoping for. I'm a terrible example. If you if you want to talk <laughs> nutrition, I'm a really bad example. I um, let's just say I haven't got too um, fussy a taste, um, but also I'm. I, I just focused on staying lightweight the whole time as well. So my food was all really, really light and, and probably, well, actually definitely not nutritious enough for me. So I would be eating things like instant noodles and instant mash, uh, couscous, that kind of stuff. And the, the kind of things that are really, really quick to eat, are super light, <laughs> but actually you eat them and just, they barely touch the sides. So there were points where I'd go for something like four days through a stretch of wilderness and not have a pub, a cafe or a supermarket or anywhere to, to get a bit of nutrition and living off that, that, that kind of sustenance, the, those basic kind of foods. I really did feel like I was wasting away by the end of it and was down to my last bit of energy. Uh, so yeah, that was just another extra level to, to the whole challenge really. Yeah, I do not recommend trying to live off super noodles. It's uh, it's not going to get you too far. Yeah, it just it seems to be like a complete uphill battle, and I'm sure people are wondering why you would ever take on something like that. So maybe um, we can talk a bit about mind over mountains, which is I suppose the reason why you were doing all this. Yeah, mind over mountains is is an incredible charity, and it's it's quite small and it's really young, and it's um it's run by some brilliant people and. What they do is they provide memorable outdoor experiences for people who are going through diff difficult periods with their mental health and struggling with their well-being. So they take them out. They take people out to nature, to wild places, out on hikes, and give them access to 
these spaces that they wouldn't normally have access to. And along the way, they um, just provide a friendly, friendly person to have a conversation with, there are counsellors that join them, and the support is all immediate as well. So these people are feeling at a low. They don't have to wait months and months for to get an appointment with a counsellor through the NHS or something. It's it's an immediate provision. And to me, to using the outdoors is a facilitator for improving mental health. It just makes complete sense. I get such a boost from nature and I've always benefited so much from it. And it's just out there. For me, it's easy to access, but for other people, it's not. So and that's what mine over mountains do. So the whole the whole thing, just fundraising for them, having their support and seeing the fundraising total go up and up and up. Because I originally set out to raise just £2,000. And as things stand, it looks like I'm about to hit 13000 which just blows my mind. Um, the charity have all said how grateful they are and the kind of difference it, it'll make. And to me, that's just... Yeah, just I'm absolutely chuffed to to play a little part in helping them. Yeah, no, it's an absolutely amazing achievement. So um, if anyone is Mind Over Mountain something that's based solely in Wales or is it a UK charity or um, like who, who can avail of it? I'm not sure if there are Northern Ireland events. There might be. And I know that they're definitely um, England, Scotland and Wales. And uh, whether that's in Snowdonia, the Bracken Beacons, the Lake District, it's worth having a look at their website and seeing the events that they're putting on because there's always something going. And um, it's, it's open to everyone, and it's especially people who really are going through difficult periods. They can put themselves forward or someone else can put them forward for a free weekend with Mind Over Mountains and they can, and they can help people who really are struggling. So, yeah, take a look at the website, Mind Over Mountains. Yeah, amazing. And it just um, can can people still donate to um, your hike? Is the is the, is there a just given page, or how can how can people still donate to that charity? Yeah, it's still open. It's um it's called just give it's a just giving page, and I think it's Wales one ninety. So if you look up just giving Wales one ninety, should it should come up. Um, I'd be very grateful for any other support. That would be amazing. Maybe maybe we can get thirteen thousand. Yeah, that that would be lovely. Thank you. Yeah, that's amazing. And I suppose at this stage, maybe on a different note, it's fair to say you've seen maybe not all of Wales, but an awful amount of it anyway. It's somewhere that I've never uh, visited before, It's but it's a country I'd love to go to. I don't know how. I haven't got around it yet. I think I meant, meant to go this past couple of years, but obviously um, with lockdowns and stuff, that just wasn't possible. But was there anywhere along the route that you were, that you, you should say that everyone needs to climb that mountain or everyone just needs to see that part of the country. What would it be? Would maybe be your standout? Well, I'm, I'm pretty Wales obsessed. I'm, I'm born and bred <laughs> in Wales, even though I don't really have much of an accent and I just love exploring my home country. So I've actually, I've walked around it on the, um, the Wales coast path and off his dike on a thousand mile trip that took 63 days to complete. I've walked right across it on the Cambrian way. And now, now I've managed to run all of its mountains. So I feel like I've seen every inch of it essentially, but I still want to see more. And I came away from this trip thinking, oh, I'd love to go back there or, or that valley. I'd like to explore deeper into that valley. It's just, I think it's a phenomenal country with so much variety and so much beauty. 
sometimes it, there are different sides to it. Sometimes it can be a kind of a, a brutal beauty, whereas other times when the sun's shining, it's just glorious. And the places I'd recommend, I think Snowdonia has always got to be, for someone who hasn't been to Wales, Snowdonia has probably got to be first on the list. Um, and don't necessarily head straight to Snowdon just because that's where all the crowds gather. There are other ranges like the Gladerai or the Carnethai, which are much, much quieter, but just as spectacular. And then if you want to, if you want even more solitude, there's Mid Wales as well, where you're almost guaranteed not to see anyone else on the mountains out there. And there's one mountain called Plinlimon, which sits pretty much slap bang right at the center of Wales. And you can, from the top of the summit there, you can see all of the Bracken Beacons in the south. And then to the north, you can see all of Snowdonia. So it's this incredible platform where you can basically see the whole shape of Wales from it. And what's quite interesting about that mountain is that it has the source of the River Severn and also the River Wye as well. So you can literally stand at the source of those two, two huge rivers. Yeah, so you, if you're looking for any sort of knowledge on Wales, you're really the man to go to. You've seen plenty of it anyway. Um, and I know that, as you were saying there, there's this isn't the first major challenge. You also walk the whole way around Wales as well. Just um, everything that's... Um, everything's a bit mad you've seen seem to have done it but have you any plans maybe for the future or that, like what's your next um, major goal that you have or at the minute are you just I'm just going to sit down take it easy have, have a wee rest go and see what's on Facebook marketplace for a change <laughs> I am um, a lot of people have been asking me that question and I know exactly what I want to do I want to put my feet up for a while now live live a quiet life um I've really loved actually just um, eating and drinking as much as I like and, and just sitting with my feet up on the sofa. It's been, it's been very nice. I'm sure things are going to start creeping into my head again. Um, maybe, maybe certain challenges, I guess, because I surprised myself with my running ability. I'd quite like to see where else I can go with that. Um, but, but yeah, I'm trying not to think about those kind of things too much at the moment. That said, my partner, Hannah, she's from Belfast, actually. And um, we're both desperate to go to the more mountains together. I've, I've never been, but it looks like an incredible little compact range with loads of lovely, proper like mini mountains all gathered close together, aren't they? And um and then there's that the, the bizarre Morn Wall as well, which I yeah. want to see. So yeah, maybe maybe the Morn Wall challenge, that'll be my next one. Yeah, oh, I've done the Morns a few times. Uh, it is, it's amazing. It um I know you're probably the same when you're climbing the mountains over in Wales, but I think just when you're when you're in the sun or something and you're up in at the middle of the morns, it feels like you're in a completely different place. It's just um absolute paradise on earth. And um I suppose the longest I did maybe four days up in the mornings for Duke of Edinburgh one time I know it's not on anything as similar as the 25 mile hike but um no it's an amazing amazing um bit of bit of um scenery I suppose that we have and we just maybe don't appreciate it as much and it would definitely be something I just suggest that everyone should do um so if you are um going to take up any other challenges do you have anywhere that you keep people updated of what you're doing or anything like that so maybe can people can follow along 
Yeah, um, if you head to my Instagram, that's probably the best thing to do, which is um, I'm at Will underscore Rennick. You should be able to find me there. And also on Twitter, which is at Will Walks Wales. Amazing. That's great. Um, Will, thank you so much for joining me today on the show. It was an absolute pleasure to have you on. Thanks very much. Good to chat. Well, that's just about all we have time for on today's show. I really hope you enjoyed listening to Will because I know I certainly did and I should have tagged him on any social media that we've put up about this episode so hopefully you're able to find him easily enough from there. So thanks again to Will for joining me and thanks to yourselves for listening along. Remember, if you know of anyone who you think I should talk to, please let me know. Um, I always, you know, I always like hearing about um, people that are doing wonderful, exciting things. So um, anything you think we should share or more people should know about, just let me know. So all that remains to be said is thank you so much for listening. My name is Rebecca Dobbin-Donaghy and this has been The Good News Scoop. See you again next week.